If Miami kicks off the season without Damian Lillard, an increasing possibility as the offseason winds down, who would be in the starting lineup? We break down different options from Tyler Hero to Haywood Highsmith on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, all right, welcome to on Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Mitch Goldberg, joining me as always, David Mill. However you're tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald reported that trade talks between the Heat and the Blazers are expected to pick up as we get closer to the start of training camp on October 3rd. Obviously, the Heat hope to get a deal done as soon as possible, preferably before the beginning of training camp. But if the Heat can't complete a Damian Lillard trade before the start of the season, then they're going to have some decisions to make about their starting lineup. Before we get to those options, I just think it's important to point out that this is not a team, I think, that can afford to wait around for Dame that long and what i mean by that is you know obviously the damian lillard trade takes as long as it takes but this is a team that views itself as a championship contender the start of the schedule is rough 12 of their first 17 games on the road like the the first 20 or so games if there's no damian lillard and they're just sort of waiting around for a trade to happen and those things go south that can kind of submarine the rest of their season we know that they were the eighth seed last year. They snuck into the playing tournament. And they made that magic finals run, but they don't want to do that again, right? They would rather just get into the playoffs. And I think the East is going to be obviously very competitive. So when it comes to how long this Damian Lillard trade takes in general, I think we keep talking about, okay, well, what does that mean for compensation? Does that mean more leverage for Portland? Does it mean more leverage for Miami? All these things. The Heat have to field a team that's competitive and they have to win games basically right away. Because like I said, the start of the schedule ain't easy. I agree. But at the same time, I also consider that what they currently have on the roster, and that's assuming a lot if you get that kind of buy-in from Tyler Hero. And it's not yeah. to say that he's going to you know, act in a way that's uh, unbecoming of a Heat player or act unprofessional, which a lot of people suspect is a possibility. I also don't see them like as a, a top-tier contender right away, but I think they're good enough to at least tread water over the start of the season, if they can't pull off the Lillard deal, so I, maybe starting water I meaning that... like five hundred or like above five hundred, like at a like above five hundred, good winning yeah, team. Like, yeah. yeah, I think well, I agree six with and you. Four, seven and three, you know, over the first ten, something yeah. like that. I mean, they're they're good enough for that. I just don't know what level of engagement we'll get from this group, knowing that a trade feels imminent, and at the same time, knowing that some players in this roster, specifically Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, to an extent may not either be healthy or available or may not take the regular season as seriously as uh, the postseason. I agree with you on Tyler Hero. I, I think he's a professional. I think he'll show up to work. But to get the spark, like it's one thing to just show up and do your job and do it well. And I think he would. Right. But then to to have that spark, to have that extra gear, to to do what it is that the Miami Heat require of its roster over the last couple of years, which was give more, work harder than the other team, Right. That's how they won games. They didn't win games on talent the last couple of years. They won games mostly, you know, there's a base level of talent, obviously, but their greatest trait is just playing harder and being better prepared. So to ask for that, like, extra 10% from your players that most players around the league don't give, period, but that yeah. it's sort of, when you talk about heat culture, that's, talk, that's basically what we're talking about. 
Yeah. That's that's to me is is the question. That said, I just think it's worth pointing out the the exercise that we're doing on today's show. What would be Miami's starting lineup if Damian Lillard is not on the roster? If a trade is not complete by the beginning of the season, and it's something that obviously Eric Spolstra and that coaching staff need to be thinking about uh, if they're not thinking about it already, which I'm sure they are. Uh, so what we did is we each came up with three different possible starting lineups, uh, kind of lineups that we think could be the 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 starting lineup, and then just some other yep. interesting ones, you know, that are just worth having conversations about. We're going to basically talk through all the players and all the options this way. So, David, let's just start with the one that you think is maybe their most likely starting lineup if no Damian Lillard trade is done by opening night. Yeah, I, I think it's the the most likely. Miami struggling a little bit in their backcourt, and that's not including Tyler Hero, of course, but with the loss of Gabe Vincent, there's no clear-cut favorite to start at point guard. But my assumption is that while Kyle Lowry still on the roster, that he would get the starting nod if the season were to kick off without Damian Lillard on there. We're not sure whether or not Lowry might be included mm-hmm. in a potential Lillard trade, but as of now, I see him as Miami's best starting option. We don't, we assume that that won't be the case for 82 games. It's just Lowry at this stage of his career can't stay healthy for that long, but you don't have any other realistic options. Maybe you have a couple plug and play players, and I do even mention those in my other options. But as far as the most likely starting lineup, I've got Lowry at the point, mm-hmm. Tyler playing alongside him in that backcourt. So it would be the lineup that we saw most of last year, Lowry and Hero, alongside Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kevin Love continuing his role as a starter, again, at least in the short term, uh, to begin the season. You're basically going chalk here, and and I think this is the safe pick. You know, it would not shock me if this is Miami's starting lineup. I didn't have that as any of my three lineups. Like I said, it wouldn't shock me if this is what they did. I guess, you again, it's probably the safest pick here, and you might end up just being right. My problem with starting Kyle Lowry is I think that I think that's done. I, I, I think Eric Spolstra is basically done, and he could say, hey, look, he's our veteran. We need him off the bench as our sixth man to guide that second unit. We want to keep his minutes down, all these things. And all those things are definitely true, I, I but I don't, I don't think he's a starter anymore. He's 36, 37 years old. I I think it's that's totally okay to not be good enough to start anymore. He's not the two-way force that he once was. He can't get to the basket the way he did. He can't defend the way that he did before either. And so you could look, you could I look at a lineup of Lowry, Hero, Butler, Love, and Bam. And by the way, just you know, goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Bam out of bio, Jimmy Butler, those guys are in Sharpie. Like we know that. We're basically gonna be we're gonna be like to Scott. I think the other three starters are are very much up for debate. Um, I agree there. But if it's Lowry, Hero, and Love as those other three, I think those are three negatives on defense at this point. And I don't know that I yeah. don't know that you can as great as Jimmy and Bam are defensively, that just to me is a little much. And the other thing with Lowry that I think is just worth considering, there is no real point guard to your point other than Kyle Lowry on this roster, right? You've got Jamari Bouye on a two way, Drew Smith on a two way. I've predicted. I don't think Drew Smith will hold on to that two way, and I think you're 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 there with me. You were there right. in Vegas. You saw that it was a little underwhelming. Um, but Eric Spolstra in interviews recently said he really likes Jamari Bouye. That's great. I also don't think that he thinks Jamari Bouye is ready to step in as your backup point guard right now. So who is your backup point guard if you only have one real point guard? And so I would argue maybe Kyle Lowry is the backup point guard. You can't really afford to start him. As weird as that sounds, because there's nobody to back him up and. To me, I just think that in that starting lineup with between Bam, 
Jimmy and, and if Tyler Hero ends up being a starter, there's enough playmaking in there where you don't really need that traditional point guard. That would be my argument. No, I, I, I agree with a, a lot of those points. I, I just, you know, kind of went with what seems like the most likely you know, options at each of those positions. Tyler, we know, is the two guard. He's probably going to be the starter. Uh, and Kyle, I, I think you can kind of roll him out there for as long as uh, until the wheels come off. And we know that those wheels will come off inevitably. But at some point, again, if you start off the season, you assume with three months off, he's going to come into camp healthy in shape and all those other things. And if he's healthy enough to reclaim that starting nod, you can at least coast through I don't know, October, November, December, maybe. And then uh, if you have to make a change at some point, then you can go with a different mm -hmm. option. But uh, my assumption is that Lowry seems uh, and, probably the likely starter. To your point, like they could do this and still keep Kyle Lowry six minutes to begin each quarter or six minutes a quarter, I suppose. And and that's uh, me and my math, 24, 24 minutes. That's 24 minutes a game. That's right where they kind of want him and that minutes restriction. They like him between 20 and 25 minutes. So you could do that. You could do that. Just he starts the first six minutes, and then you kind of get into different lineups. So again, it would not shock me if this were the starting lineup at all. And, and I do think it's probably the safest pick. Uh, let's go to one of my lineups here. I'm going to tell you which new addition to the Miami Heat this offseason I think is going to be a part of the starting lineup. We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Heat. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off. Lots of excitement about training camp, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win during the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets Not any for team. every victory. Not any team. The Miami any Dolphins, team? baby. That's the one team. Hey, look. That's right. get No, seriously. Sign up now, get these bets in now, because if they make this Jonathan Taylor trade, those odds are going to get a lot worse. You want you want yep. the odds the way they are right now. Sorry, just That's to interrupt point. and say that. No, yeah. no, no, I, I agree. They can go from nine free wins. Free betting advice. Here's free ten wins. People. Yeah, Nine wins oh, and ten wins. That's that's all the difference it's going to take there. Hey, it's Miami. They don't win more than it ten. It could be the best running back since Ricky Williams. Best running back in Miami since Ricky Williams. No doubt. Uh, just pick any team again to win a Super Bowl. Maybe it's the Dolphins. Maybe it's one of the other teams. Who knows? Probably but don't. then you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, overs, unders, more. You can just go to FanDuel.com. It's so easy. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning your bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to our everydayers who are tuning in. We're still doing three episodes a week. Next week, we'll be back with an interview from our friend Cole Swider, new Miami Heat player. Uh, and we'll also have a couple more episodes for you next week. So make sure that you're tuned in and subscribed. All right. I teased it. The lineup that I think is not only one that's going to include one of Miami's new additions, but I actually think is the most likely starting lineup. All right. uh, and if you did listen to my uh, the Miami Heat show of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, uh, I, I joined Josh Lloyd to kind of talk through Miami Heat's fantasy options and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And I gave this to him as my proposed starting lineup, and he was a little surprised that I went with this. But the more I think about it and the more I kind of work through these options – um, and I wrote another story following that for all you can heat.com. And I went through the stats and I really did a deep dive in it. And I keep coming back to this five. Tyler hero, 
Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo. And I got to tell you, I it I don't love it, and I kind of feel queasy telling you and saying it like on record that I think this is going to be the starting lineup if they can't get Dame before the start of opening night. But the more I kind of go through it, I just think it's the most likely one. All right, and and I'll explain myself. So obviously you've, you're starting Tyler Hero here at point guard, and Josh Richardson. You got Tyler Richardson, Jimmy Bam, and Love, and Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that same lineup. That's one of my okay. three lineups. Okay, so then we both have that one. Um, so then we agree that this is a possibility here, and I would and and my argument here is I think it's the most likely starting five without Dame. Um, I just think that. When you've got Jimmy and Bam, you don't really need a traditional point guard. And, in fact, I think we saw this. When you have Kyle Lowry starting with Jimmy and Bam, it kind of mucks up the offense a little bit. There's That's three unwilling shooters, three unwilling scorers, three guys who would rather pass than take their own shot. And at some point, and that's cool and it's great to be like unselfish and all that, you don't need a traditional point guard because between – Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, there's enough playmaking there. You've got Jimmy Butler, who can obviously run pick and roll and do all of his isolation stuff. And I was looking at the stats with Bam, and his assist numbers over the last two years, ever since the Heat got Kyle Lowry two summers ago, have gone up when Kyle Lowry is off the court and precipitously down when Kyle Lowry is on the court, right? Like, he's going from basically five and a half assists per game or per 100 possessions without Lowry, and it's like 4.2 assists per 100 possessions when he shares the court with Kyle Lowry. And that's a big difference. And I think my argument here is I think most of the offense should run through Bam anyway. And I think we saw that in the finals, not just from the team that won the finals, but also from the Heat. Like, their best offense was when Bam was running the offense and from the high post. And then, obviously, that Tyler Hero and Bam pick and roll is something that is working, and and there's there's signs of life there of being – uh, at least an average to above average offense. And then you've got the Jimmy Butler thing. And then you surround those three with shooters, Josh Richardson and Kevin Love. I just think it works. And then defensively, Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo are all good to elite defenders. Kevin Love at least provides rebounding and some size. I don't love having Tyler Hero and Kevin Love starting together, but it didn't it didn't scare Spo last year when he was starting Gabe and Kevin Love or or Struess and Kevin Love, or whatever. Like he's willing to put an undersized guard out there with Kevin Love, at least for the first few minutes until you start getting into some of your other lineups. No, I, I think it's a, a good point. I think even Richardson can handle the ball a little bit. He can bring the ball up, oh, yeah. start to initiate your offense. We saw that in Miami. We've seen that in different spots he's been in. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily a high usage player at this point, but you know, you bring him for one year, and basically the promise is show what you got and this is one way of doing it is inserting him in the starting lineup and giving him back into a comfortable rhythm where he can play alongside her and and it's a good point you make about with jimmy and bam as playmakers obviously tyler can be a playmaker too he can help initiate the offense that balances out so that you have enough people who can initiate offense and it doesn't force them into any one role and kind of keeps that versatility that miami has used so effectively over the last number of years i i like this possibility i just don't know if Richardson, it's not to say that he's not a better option than Kyle Lowry at this point. I just, I'm not sure that he is somebody that Miami views as a 30 minutes per game type player. And and I think if you're starting him, you, you need him to play that much. Like with Kyle, you can have him start and come off the bench and then kind of just sit there for most of the, you know, the second quarter or something like that. 
I just don't know that you can do that with Richardson. Like his his defense is just too essential to what Miami does, and there aren't a lot of other backcourt options. And so, I, 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 yeah. No, I mean, if you look at the three real backcourt options, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Josh Richardson, right? Yep. Only one of them is a good defender at this point in their career, and that's Josh Richardson. And so that's why I just think like he's a he's a clean three and D fit. He fits into a bunch of lineups. Spo was talking to reporters the other day. He's like, yeah, he just does a bunch of different things. He's easy fit, kind of plug and play kind of guy. It feels like he's never even left, and all these things. Right. I I love him starting. I'm I'm with you. I don't know that they signed him. Look at at the contract they signed him to, thinking that he was going to start. But if this is your starting five, it also cleans up the bench quite a bit. You've got Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Kayla Martin, and Thomas Bryant, who they signed this summer, coming off the bench. That's that's deep. That That's a real good kind of second unit there. And that doesn't even include guys like Orlando Robinson or Hamai Haquez or Highsmith or, or or Jovic or anybody like that. So I don't know. I, I just think that this is the cleanest way to get to your best lineups throughout the game. Because when we're talking about starting lineups, we also have to talk about like, all right, what does that do to kind of set the stage, set the table to get mm-hmm. to your other good lineups? Because you could do this, take Kevin Love off, bring Caleb Martin in, you kind of get to your small ball lineup, and then that group makes a lot of sense. And then either Hero or Richardson comes out, Lowry comes in, and you're, and you're kind of – that way you're always having like no more ever than two minus defenders on the court, and I just think it sets the table well that way. Um, but let's go on to another starting lineup. I mean, what's, what's like the biggest problem with that one, and do you have a lineup that might fix that issue? Um, not necessarily. I, the biggest problem with that lineup, it, it just doesn't seem like you have, I mean, you can go with Jimmy all the whole time as far as like, if you're just going to dump it to him and have him kind of start thing, or if you're going to looking for a bucket, it's Jimmy. Basically, I guess Bam still has that to some degree a hero. It doesn't really have any significant holes that I can see. The biggest hole there, honestly, is Kevin Love. You would think, yeah, oh, you need a traditional point guard, but it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's could they Love. go? I mean, what if they what if they take Kevin Love out and start Caleb Martin? That seems too small. Like big too in small, the backcourt right? with yeah. Richardson and Hero, and then yeah, Jimmy, Caleb, Bam. Uh, it just doesn't seem yeah, it doesn't seem feasible. You need another bigger body in there. Um. All right, let's go to another one of your starting lineups. No, no, go no, no, this is that was one of my second starting lineups. So let's hear your second starting lineup. Um, I went Lowry, Richardson, Butler, Love, Bam. So Lowry taking Hero's place in that same starting lineup. I don't have a lineup where Lowry and Hero start together in the backcourt. I think it's those three guys, and you're going to pick two of them, and you're going to start, and then you're going to toggle those three. Um, that could be an option if you want Tyler Hero just back into a six-man role. Basically the same thing. You still have a minus defender basically playing point guard, but Kyle Lowry at least sets the table better. He's a better playmaker, right? He's the veteran kind of guy. It works. He gets to play alongside his best friend, Jimmy Butler. Between him and Kevin Love, you got a bunch of outlet passes. They could push the pace a little bit more. There's still enough shooting, I guess, between Richardson and Love, and hopefully Lowry just takes threes this year the way he did his first year in Miami. Um I don't like it as much as the first one, but I suppose it's an option. Yeah, I mean it, it works. I think I don't. I just don't know what to expect for Lowry. A lot of this is a guessing game because we saw him in spurts during the playoffs where he had nice runs or he was competent for. Do you think there's a world where he run. starts like and, and plays 30 minutes, or do you think we're just past that? I, I don't. I can't believe it. Maybe close to 30. Like some nights he can give you 30, maybe after a day's rest or on the second night of a back-to-back where he missed the first game. 
there's potential there. I just consistently, I mean, it's not like he's ever been in what many deem as elite world-class shape or anything like that. He's certainly been capable of starting over the course of career, but he's just continuing to rack up injuries. He's a year older and it doesn't bode well for a player of his mm. size and stature. You know, he, he can't draw those charges anymore. The new legislation uh, across the league is going to take off one of his main points yeah, in terms of true. what his defense could do. So it's like, is, is he can, whatever he can contribute as a semi plus defender, like a big part of that just got taken out by the league. So I, I mean, it, is he going to be completely porous as a point of attack defender? Is he one of their best five players? <laughs> I don't uh, think he is, right? It's Hero. It's, it's Hero. Uh, Bam Butler. Bam, yeah, the, for sure. I don't even know who your fourth best player is. Caleb. I'd probably put Caleb. Caleb. Caleb yeah. yeah, Caleb. That's that's clear. And then, and then it's debatable, right? Then it's like the Kyle Lowry, Josh Richardson, Duncan Robinson kind of grouping. Like, yeah, that's a good point. It's I, – I don't really know. He might be. I'm not saying he's not. I just – it's not the shoe in that it was – like even two years ago, where it felt like okay, right. boom, here's your here's your star acquisition and and whatever it was, I don't know. I just think that it's so much easier to manage his minutes and kind of find. And if he does have it one night and he's got like the legs under him, then boom, yeah, yeah come come off the bench, close the game, play 32 minutes. You just have it. But it's so much right. easier to manage him if he's coming off the bench. And that's why I just keep going back to. I just don't think they start him. I just don't think they start him. And if they're not starting him, then there's no other traditional point guard. Then they just, I think they run the offense through Bam. Um, we talked through some power forward options. Mm. I want to throw you a curveball here. Not a lineup, not even a player we've really even talked about yet. Could end up being the starter at power forward. We're going to talk about that next year on Lockdown Heat. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen. Every day, make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Every day, or if by chance you missed a couple of episodes this week, definitely go back and check out our mock trade call with Locked On Blazers host Mike Richmond. Doesn't sound like the Heat and Blazers are talking very much. Well, we got on the phone and we talked through the entire trade, uh, so we settled it and we figured it all of it out. So you can go ahead and check that out if you sure. haven't Done already. Deal. Done deal. Um, all right, last starting lineup option. Uh, you go first with yours. Okay. Uh, I do have a new starter in there as a okay. uh, power forward, ostensibly. Uh, the same backcourt, Lowry and Richardson, that we just talked about, mm-hmm. with Jimmy and Bam, of course, and Nikola Jovic, fresh off what? of a hot, <laughs> fresh off of his World Cup stint there. I think Jovic is ready for big time. I think the way they talked about him in Summer League, I think he's got the size. He's got a, He's another versatile ball handler who can initiate offense. He's just another dynamic playmaker. If his scoring can just pick up a little bit, if his defense in particular can pick up, but you're already going with either love at this point as your likely starter. And he is, he's already a poor defender, but you got to find out what you've got in Jovic. If this trade conversation with Damian Lillard has got to force Miami to do anything, it's to kind of just you know, put the, 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 put their players to the test here and see what you've got. I know it's only year two, obviously still very young, why not test it out? I was going back as far as last year, just based on what I had seen in preseason, I thought he was going to be a starter at some point during the regular season. I think on our bold predictions conversation, something that I'm sure we'll have as training camp nears uh, or as the season start nears uh, season. Yeah, I, I thought that Jovic might be a starter at some point. 
I say, why not? Give him another opportunity right now and see if he's ready for it. He's not ready for it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. Just like I, love, I I love Jovic. You know that. Um, I love his skill set. I think he's he's listening to the show right now, Wes. We can't say that about him. He's the best option they have to start a power. Oh, you're pandering. That's why you have him here. He's Look, a I love Jovic. Star in the I think he's I think he's gonna play a lot of minutes this year. I'm very much looking forward to what it is that he's doing. What he's doing right now. Uh, in the friendlies in FIBA, very impressive. I think what they're doing with him is actually very much how the Miami Heat want to use him. And Eric Spolstra actually mentioned the other day how he sent some of his staff to Serbia to kind of check out some of the the practices and, and whatever it is that their, their their Serbia training camp and stuff like that. So look, there's an investment there. Obviously, uh, I think he's going to play more. I think his skill set next to Bam is sort of the prototypical kind of guy that you would want next to Bam. I just don't think he's ready yet. I don't think his he's physically ready, number one. Uh, defensively, he's not there yet. Uh, the shot isn't where it needs to be, even though mm. I think the shooting potential is there. Like, There's no track record to say that he is a good three-point shooter right now. I think he needs to prove it before he starts. And he can prove it off the bench, and he can earn a starting job later in the future. He can prove it in camp, too. I, I just see Lamar Odom 2.0, man. That's a good Lamar point. Lamar Odom 2.0. That's all I see. I think that's, uh, that's, that's a, a steal. It's a great comp. Uh, he needs to get a lot better defensively, but it's a good, it's a good, if that's, if Lamar they can get Lamar Odom, man, like let's, let's go. Like he wasn't a great defender. He was not a great defender. Certainly not when Odom? it was one year in Miami. Yeah. Odom is one year now. He was not a great defender. Like fine. he became, he was an acceptable defender later I, on during his Lakers stint, but not in Miami, not in that one year he was here. Like that's um, maybe, maybe with that lineup in mind, then, you know, if you need a scoring punch of a Tyler hero, uh, maybe you put him in there, and then you start Josh Richardson too. I, I just think you know, again, you've got Richardson and Lowry as your two good defenders in the backcourt, or at least decentish. You know, in Lowry's case, uh, you're going to give up some points there with you know Odom slash Jovic. Uh, I, I think you can kind of afford to have those. I don't know; it's a possibility. It's All right. Well, th- these are the four the four guys that I thought of when I was thinking about options at power forward, right? And I go with a different option here. You and I have already talked through the Lowry, Hero, Richardson thing. It's going to be two of those three guys, and the other one's going to come off the bench, and that's fine. Yep. Um, it's Kevin Love, Nikola Jovic, Caleb Martin, right off the dome. Those are kind of the th- guys you think about because Jovic, that's mm-hmm. his position. Kevin Love started, yep. obviously, there, and Caleb Martin obviously started there as well. Yep. The other guy I would say is Haywood Highsmith is an option. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. that's definitely an option. He basically plays the big man spot for the Miami Heat. He didn't get a ton of minutes in the in the playoffs. Did play a little bit in the NBA Finals um, and in different series in the in the playoff run. He's definitely a dark horse here, but I'm going with him with my third starting lineup. I've got Hero, Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, Haywood Highsmith, and Bam Adebayo. And it's not necessarily because I think Highsmith is the best option, but when I start kind of ruling guys out and finding reasons to rule guys out, Kevin Love minus on defense. I also think, by the way, I know we're all in love with Thomas Bryant in that addition, and it's very exciting and it's very interesting. But Thomas Bryant hasn't stuck around for, with a team for more than a year for a reason. He's very bad defensively. He's very yeah. bad defensively. And if he doesn't get better defensively, he's going to not play. He ain't going to play, okay? So it's it's an interesting flyer. It's very low risk, but there's no guarantee of regular minutes. Orlando Robinson, very fun, very interesting. Kind of a zero on offense last year. He showed some stuff in Summer League in Las Vegas. Can he improve on that end? If not... Like, Kevin Love could be Miami's best option at backup center. And if that's the case, do you basically take him out of the starting lineup and put him there, right? Yep. So there's an option there. 
We talked about Jovich. I just don't think he's ready. Caleb Martin, we mentioned it before. You're too small. Spo has basically been like, hey, we don't want to start Caleb Martin anyway unless we absolutely have to because you're giving up so much size and because he prefers him to come off the bench as sort of this utility, fill the gaps kind of player. So then I'm just left with Haywood Highsmith, who might be the best defender of that group. For sure. Um, He's 6'5", 6'6", on a good day. He's got a near seven-foot wingspan. Yeah. That we know. He watches tape of P.J. Tucker. Even last (laughs) season, when P.J. Tucker was playing in Philly, he was always, like, daily watching tape of P.J. Tucker. Defensively, that's the kind of thing he tries to do. He's not as stout and as strong as P.J. Tucker, but he can keep adding muscle. Maybe he already has. It just hasn't been reported. Um, and and like I said, defensively, he can kind of do those things. Does that three-point shot come along? He's basically a 32 33% three-point shooter from the corners. If that's something that can get up to like 38%, I think he's a real option. He can show that in training camp. I think that's a real option there at power forward. And then it kind of cleans things up a little bit too. Haywood Highsmith comes in, plays the first six minutes of each half at your as your starting power forward, and then you start getting into your Kevin Loves, your Jovic's, your Caleb Martin small ball units and all these other things. But in terms of sort of a placeholder power forward, the kind of thing that we've seen Spo do quite often in the past, I think Highsmith is an option. I like it. You know, I've been a fan of Highsmith. I I think he can provide a spark defensively. Uh, I kind of stole your thunder with this one. You've you've been on the Highsmith thing way more than I have. Yeah. The the two times I've seen him this summer, most recently at BAM's camp here in Miami, he actually looks lighter. And when I saw him in Vegas, Mm. he looked lighter than he did during the regular season. So I don't know that the putting on muscle has been a priority for him and his trainers or the the coaching staff. I'm not sure what the offseason regimen has been. So I wonder whether or not they see him more as a 3 and D, especially if they have to include Caleb Martin in any kind of potential deal for Dame Lillard. So, uh, yeah, I, I if he's able to produce what he did last year, to have him be your spot starter and just get a couple of minutes in there as a starting lineup, you don't have to worry about what he can provide on offense because you've got enough scoring with the other four players. Uh, he can bring the ball up. We've seen him initiate the fast break when he forces a turnover. He is stout enough to at least defend a bigger body. They'll put him out there, and he'll do his best. It'll be an earnest level of defense, if nothing else. He's not going to be a stopper if you're you know, a competent big man. You're not going to put him on Nikola Jovic. That's not going to work. But then again, Nikola Jovic has been able to stop. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Nikola, yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, the other superstar. Uh, so, you know, I, I, it's, it's potential option there. I, I, I do like the the, the – versatility that we've seen from Highsmith in the past. So that gives them absolutely a a, a different look to that starting lineup. All right. Uh, We're up against it here. 20 seconds on whether or not you think a double big lineup is even an option here with Bam starting at ostensibly power forward and maybe playing next to Thomas Bryant, who can stretch the floor a little bit uh, or Orlando Robinson. If he shows that he could stretch the floor the way that he did in summer league. I thought about it last year when we talked to Omer Yurtsevin, and he seemed like confident. We saw footage from camp that it was going to be an option. Then he gets hurt and it gets kiboshed, and we never saw it again. I don't see it. I just don't see that as another part. I think their two bigs are Kevin Love and Bam, and that's basically where you're going to get for the, most of the regular season. I don't see it either. I agree with you. I do think they'll want to experiment with it the way that they wanted to exp- experiment with Bam and Yurt in the in the front court. I think they're going to try Orlando. it camp with Orlando and with, with Thomas Bryant, and they're going to see if it kind of works. Um, I don't think they'll start with it. I think we'll see a little bit of it in the preseason even. Um, yeah. And if it does work, I think maybe we'll see it in certain matchups in the regular season, maybe. But yep. to start with it and commit to it in that way, I'm with you. I, I don't see that as as a likely outcome here. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe none of this even matters because they'll get the Damian Lillard trade done before training camp. Uh, but that'll do it for us today and for this week. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes.